0: This is the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast with Steve Cypress and Everett Fornell. Welcome to another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast, the most contentious, outrageous, bombastic, accusatory podcast in the history of podcasting. Speaking of which, I have somebody that is not outrageously accusing everybody of all kinds of crazy things and outrageously bombastically for the wrong reason. The greatest co-host in the history of podcasting its Mr. Everett Farnell. All
1: the other podcasters are evil. So, (laughs) listeners, don't do something like send fake pipe bombs to all the other podcasters. Don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. Send fake pipe bombs to all the other podcasters. Don't do that because they're all evil. But they are evil.
0: And I'll pay your legal bill if you punch them in the face, but <laughs> I don't fine. condone violence. <laughs> so in case you haven't guessed, you listener, of course, uh, and ever just mentioned the word pipe bomb, and that's the subject of this week's lesson to be learned from Donald Trump. It's about this deranged pipe bombing lunatic. Coming out of the state of Florida, and of course, Everett just letting me know when they apprehended the. As we will just be politically correct and say the suspect, but we will not be politically correct. We'll just be honest as always and say when they apprehended the guy who actually did all this. Everett immediately was like, "Why does it always have to be a guy from Florida?" From Florida. damn it because everett is from florida but you have to know of all the states man you've got one kind of deranged contentious crazy outrageous state down there not to mention that i did do my during my nine years of door-to-door sales four months of that was spent out of an office in north miami beach florida going all over miami for lauderdale and all over the area in the winter, which is the right time to go down there from the northeast where I was. And there's a lot of people that don't even still consider themselves really Americans. There's people from all over the world there that don't speak English. So you go into certain areas, and all the packaging of all the goods are bilingual at best, if not just all in Spanish. And it is a just crazy state compared to a calm, quote, normal state. And so maybe some extra contentious coming out of there, but I digress. The point is, we haven't done it in a while, but this week is a lesson learned of what not to do that Donald Trump did, because in this case... Donald Trump, by being his Trumpian self that he's been for his entire, at least, adult life or been in limelight for 50 years that I've been following him, being from New York and seeing up close every day in the papers and all the sucking out all the, before social media, anything he could do to get attention, always being contentious, always being bombastic and outrageous, and you see it all over the social media and now all over all his rallies and so you know, I, 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 every, I, 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 just I'm about everything right. he does. He's just, he. you know, this person's an yeah. enemy, and these people are evil, and these people are lying, and these people are no good, and putting all this I, I, out, and as a result, once in a while there's going to be some deranged lunatic who's going to actually take him up on, hey, I'll pay your legal bills if you punch that guy in the face.
1: So i got to ask you something real quick, and then I have a quick thing to say that's off
0: topic, but it's very quick. First, did you use the word bombastic on purpose, or was that just... ah? Probably, subconsciously, I did. I mean, I probably triggered me. Something happened in the news that triggered me to use the word bombastic instead of just mailing it in
1: i got to say something to all the Latina mummies down there in uh, Miami and Fort Lauderdale. We love you, baby. You keep talking Spanish, and you keep doing your thing. Just don't worry about it.
0: Yeah, I'm all for it. I'm out. just saying it's definitely a state that's different than other states in America. No doubt. And it's almost, as we see every two years or four years in elections, it's almost completely, absolutely divided 50-50 right down the line of left and right-leaning. Do
1: you, you want to hear a horrible, racist, disgusting joke that somebody told about the, the guv- gubernatorial race? Uh, the
0: of course I so do ago. not, but I, uh, I'm of the opinion now that you want to say it. And so since you are an equal co-host of the podcast, uh, I will listen to your vetoing me. My, and, and I guess other people can now press pause on the podcast for a few seconds if they don't want to hear it.
1: Well, there was just, Otherwise, uh, the floor uh, is
0: yours, my friend.
1: This was back when Bush was running against Childs, walking Lawton for the first time. I don't know if you know who Lawton Childs was. In his whole career, he never lost a campaign. He was an outrageously good politician. He never lost an election. So Jeb was going against Lawton Childs for governor of Florida. Obviously, Childs never lost an election. He won the election. And somebody called into a talk radio show I was listening to at the time and said, well, obviously he won the election. He got all of the votes in South Florida, all the votes in the Florida, that Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Bay Broward County area. And he said, it's obvious. You, you go down there, nobody speaks English. And there were just signs all over the place that said Chili's. And they voted for that instead of a child. It's a horrible joke. But anyway. Um, Moving
0: on. So this week's lesson learned is what not to do that Trump did. So the point is Trump is sending out these incendiary messages, which to you, me, hopefully every single listener, to the lessons learned from Donald Trump podcast. And by my estimation, 99.999% of human beings do not take him literally and take action on, oh, you should punch your opponents in the face and these people are evil, and they're the enemy of all mankind, and we don't take action on that. In fact, most of us just chalk it up and go, that's Trump being Trump. But when you put out a general message like that, there is a danger. There is a certain percentage of the world that are lunatics, and there is the danger, as in this case, of somebody taking that literally literally as marching orders to go actually take some heinous action, or am I off base Everett?
1: No, I, I think you're exactly right. And I think what the lesson for business owners not to do is not to speak carelessly to the marketplace without knowing who they're speaking to. So let me be a little more specific. What we found years ago in the animal business, we used to do free trapping. So if you had an animal in your attic, we come out and trap the animal, raccoon, possums, bass, whatever. Anything the insurance company would cover, we'd come get the animal for free. Trapping the animal, the few hundred dollar job the remediation could be a fifteen or twenty thousand dollar job so
0: he gave you the free so one in other words let me just explain door. to the audience because i think you're too close to it to explain it objectively okay. to the listener this is a, a strategy where you will make an irresistible offer and it's a two-step sales process the first step is let me get into the house and solve their media problem and i'm going to do it At my cost, you're paying for the guy, the gas, the truck, your expertise, your trapping equipment to go all out there and do that for free, knowing the math that X percent of the people you do this for will then choose to solve the problem long term by doing what you just called the remediation. In other words, fixing the problem long term. There's a hole in the roof or there's something going on in the attic or there's something, and that could be a sizable job with enough profit to pay for the lead generation loss leader, if you will, of doing the trapping for free.
1: Exactly. Thank you. For I love
0: that. the strategy. It's a brilliant strategy that hopefully all of our listeners are listening to and not having a knee-jerk reaction of saying, well, I'm not in the trapping business, so this doesn't apply to me. Like, it applies to every single business, and it behooves you, dear listener, to think, how can I employ that strategy into my business?
1: Right. So now what we did was what we found through testing the offer, was that 90% of the places we did business in it worked brilliantly. But there was a few places, there was a few cities that for whatever reason, when we would run the offer in those cities, we never got any work out of those cities. We got plenty of trapping. Like, we'd go out and trap for free. And, man, they were gung-ho to do that. But we would never get any of the remediation work. And it Sure. Now, you, as you
0: do the math, this offer to this particular target market is not working because the math right. is now not making sense. Well, and it was a
1: geographic target market. So it was, it didn't matter the demographics of the people. So people with very little money, people with a lot of money. It was in this city, for whatever reason, this offer doesn't work. And in that city, for whatever reason, that offer doesn't work. Because we would get free trapping, get calls, but we would never get the cleanup. When we started charging for trapping in those cities, we got less calls, but those calls turned into cleanup jobs. So we In other words, they were better people. quality leads. Exactly. Everywhere else, it worked great. So what happened there is we were saying the wrong thing to those people. And what happened is we ended up giving a bunch of stuff away for free, which is fine because that's how you test and measure and we're making a ton of money everywhere else. But my point is that when you're speaking to your market, you got to know who you're speaking to. And if you know, you don't have to run a special in every single city. You don't have to run a special on every price house. You don't have to run a special to everybody who walks into your place, you can have targeted messages for different groups of people. And it's okay to do that. And you want to speak to those groups of people. And if you have to speak generically to everybody, you want to make sure that what you say to everybody is you want to be controversial enough to get attention and where people are going to pay attention to you, but not so much where you're going to be taken advantage of and you're going to
0: lose money. I hope that makes sense. What well, makes perfect sense to me, and hopefully it makes sense to the audience, is go ahead and test. You see, Everett did. He didn't just guess which geographic areas to put out that offer. He actually took money out of his pocket, did some advertising, did some marketing, tested the offer. He found it worked everywhere except this one area, did the math, and said we're no longer going to make that offer to that area. In the lesson learned this week from Donald Trump is he's making blanket proclamations, as is the nature of running for president for crying out loud, which of course is a big difference, hopefully from every one of our dear listeners who have a more local business. But the lesson is, be careful with the messages you're putting out to the audience you're putting them out to, as Trump is not doing. Hence, the negative lesson this week to be learned to not do what Trump does in this case, which is extremely effective for him. Heck, he's sitting in the White House, so clearly this strategy of being outrageous and accusatory and bullying and, and accusing everybody of being an enemy of everything that's good in the world has worked for him, but it's also created this backlash where in general you have his detractors saying, oh, you're creating division and you're creating a climate and you're being unpresidential. But now with this deranged bombing guy, it has metastasized into something concrete. That somebody is taking action that could have harmed lots of people, not to mention some pretty prominent people, but all the package handlers and all the and now all the money that's put out into tracking them down and handling these so-called these bombs, whether they're fake or not, and putting them in the containment and traveling all over the place. It's a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of focus, a lot of effort, a lot of risk involved and I don't think I'm going way out on a limb here to point out my opinion the a big contributing factor is Donald Trump's blowhard bloviating about all his enemies and how they're all evil people
1: no, I, I think and so Trump
0: thing. putting out a blanket message is exactly to Everett's point. You've got to be careful what you're saying to whom. Now, Everett, let me ask you this. So let's say you're careful about what you say. So maybe a prospect, when you go into their house and they say, you know, I had so-and-so other heating and air guy come in, and he seemed to be a little shady. What do you know about him? Now, what do you suggest in that case? You're one-on-one. You're in the privacy of their home. Should you now be, if you're honest and the guy is a shyster, you're being incendiary against that one person? Is that something you should or shouldn't do?
1: Well, if you know for sure that the guy is a shyster,
0: then I think it's there to say, well, I have heard
1: a lot of similar things about him from other people, so you're probably more right than you are wrong. If you don't know the guy from a sales standpoint, if you don't know who the other guy was and they just said that they seem like a shyster, well, obviously, they have some level of trust for you in order to tell you that. So I think my response would be, well, I don't know the person and I don't know that company and you know I don't know who they are, but I have noticed that if you have a gut feeling about something, for me anyway, my gut feeling is right more than it's wrong. So I don't know. That I don't know them, so I can't give you any factual information about it. And then I just think I would let it lie there. That well, I
0: nice. like the way your answer because your answer actually goes to the larger question as well. That sounds like something sensible to say, whether it's one on one or whether it's to an entire group. Which again is the opposite of what you see Donald Trump doing, which is just right out calling people an enemy and you should punch him in the face and blah 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 and all that kind of stuff. He's being Trumpian. He isn't saying, Hey, maybe we should escort that guy out of the rally. Maybe he doesn't mean (laughs) well. He doesn't say that. And he doesn't say it the way you did and say, well, if you see someone next to you who's yelling and screaming and you think they're disrupting, call over security guard and they'll make a decision as to whether No, he's just saying, hey Punch that guy in the face.
1: <laughs> and I'll pay your legal bill.
0: <laughs> Drag him out of here. Pull him limb from limb. Uh, those SOBs shouldn't be kneeling in the NFL. He's just right out incendiary. And so I like your response, Everett, whether it's one-on-one or whether it's the group, perhaps that's even a better way of putting the lesson this week from Donald Trump, is just don't be that outrageously incendiary because you never know. And, and it goes even further in the world of where every single person has almost everyone has a video camera in their pocket at all times with access for free to be posting audios and videos all over social media and the Internet for everybody to see so you never know when someone's recording you even when you think you're one-on-one in the privacy of their home be careful what you're saying so they could take that as a video and put it up on wherever so in other words no matter what it is the lesson learned this week from Donald Trump is be careful what you're saying
1: Yeah, Mitt Romney would give people very similar advice about being careful about being filmed when you don't know you're being filmed
0: Mitt Romney and and Hillary (laughs) Clinton and and Barack Obama, every single one of them says things in private to their own donors or when they think they're in the White House. Then Donald Trump with the Omarosa book, oh, she went in and took a recording into some room you're not supposed to be recording and people saying, oh, I have a video of something and this, there's the, all these undercover videos about Planned Parenthood or whatever. Yeah, like I said, in this day and age where everyone has access to a very small, indiscreet and high quality recording device and coupled with the access to disseminate that to basically everybody in the world. Perhaps you might not want to follow the lead of Donald Trump in going out and just being outrageously controversial and accusing of all kinds of people and be careful what you say.
1: Now, for the advanced tip, what we're going to talk about with you, dear listener, is how you can still garner attention without being overly
0: incendiary. So
1: that's the advanced tip. And let me tell you something that's going to knock your socks off. It's going to
0: blow you away. Steve, how can they get the advanced tip? Very simple as always. Go to Lessons Learned from Get that advanced tip, implement it into your business, and make sure you're back here next week for another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast.
1: You've just listened to the most terrific podcast
0: on the Internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump. Make sure to go listen to the rest of the episodes and get our advanced tip of the week by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com and join us next time. Unless you like being a loser. Some people do. Trust me.